an un, like a Memphis Grizzlies win. What the hell is going on? I, I don't get it, man. It, it is. It's Jekyll and Hyde, and this time it's without John Morant. The Grizzlies beat the Sacramento Kings 128 to 101 to get back to 500 on the season. I I don't get it, man. N- not at all. It was funny in the post game presser. Was that uh, who was it that asked? Was that TD that asked? Uh, Mel- yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Melton was asked, how do you explain you get beat by 20 one night and then the next night you come out and you look like world beaters? And Melton's like, yeah, I, I can't, man. I, I have no idea. He talked about the Grizzlies trying to find some consistency, and that is uh, something they struggled with. And it, it was really – it still can be frustrating at times. You know, you guys know if you've listened to the show, you know that, that I get frustrated about it. But I, I think it really just comes down to the – the youth of the team. This is second youngest team in the game, and I'm not here to make excuses after a win, obviously, but, you know, you step back. We get invested in this because of what they've done last year and what, you know, the, the, the level of expectations. But if you take a minute and step back and look at the age of this team, they're, they're doing all right. We're, we're, we're in, in decent shape. Obviously, not sure exactly how long Jai's going to be out. I think we got um, a very generic a uh, few weeks uh, from Taylor Jenkins yeah. in the pregame today. But I, but I think the fact that with the way that they handle injuries and everything like that, for the fact that he actually said a few weeks, I, I think that has to be good news because usually you don't get anything, especially if it's going to be something that's going to be long-term. He probably would have just said, well, we'll just reevaluate. We don't know right now. We're just going to take the time. But the fact that he actually said a few weeks, I, I think, has to has to be feeling pretty good. I think he's going to be back, and you can just tell by kind of the way the guys have talked about it. I I, I think I don't think this is going to. I think it's better than what we thought it was yesterday, and I, and I feel good about that because I was thinking saw him on, on, at practice yesterday morning with questions and a knee brace. I'm like, man, this might be a couple months, two three month thing right now, and I, and I don't think it's going to be that. And I think that's a good thing uh, for for this team. But tonight, man, like you said, man, it's Jekyll and Hyde, and tonight you do it without Ja. I had a feeling. That they would, they probably would win this game. I just think they've been losing so much on the home floor. You were staring at 0 and three homestand. I felt like they would find a way to get it done, but I didn't think it would look like this. Not without John Morant just put up 128 points, man. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but the thing about it is consistency. How do they follow this up? And they got a tough game coming up, uh, going off the border to take on the Raptors, a Raptors team who came in here and, and, and kind of beat them up in the second half in their last game. It's gonna be tough with, without John to get that one, but. Who knows with this team, man? You just never know what team you're going to get from night to night, man. But a fantastic performance tonight, uh, even on the defensive end, man. Some really, really good moments on defense. And that's really where you want to see improvement. And then you saw some good defense out there tonight from the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's this game, the, the Kings came in missing Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. So they were not full strength. But they, you know, I wouldn't say that either one of those guys are as important to that squad as John Moran is to the Grizzlies. And and I'm not downplaying the the value of, you know, Rashawn Holmes is severely underrated. Uh, you know, he, he's a, a very good defensive big man, just yeah, high I basketball IQ. He he is he's great. Um, so you know, that that was a big hole for them. But I, I just I didn't expect it. I didn't expect them to come out and play this way and you know, Dylan Brooks played well. Uh, Jaron only played 22 minutes. I think this could have been easily a 20 and 10 night for him. Uh, Desmond yeah. Bain played well. Tyus Jones 
six points, yeah. eight assists. Eight assists, no turnovers. Didn't, didn't turn the ball yeah. over. Uh, De'Anthony Melton looked good tonight. He had 14 points, four assists, five rebounds. You know, everybody knew that they needed to step up, and so the guys that are out there that were playing contributed. Brandon Clark. Brandon freaking Clark, ladies and gentlemen, back to himself, seven freight from the field tonight, 15 points, six rebounds. I, I, I told you I was happy about it in the last episode, but I'm, I'm going to tell you every freaking episode, as long as he's playing like this, how happy I am to see Brandon Clark kind of back to the Brandon Clark that we saw in year one. Yes, super efficient, seven to eight from the field, uh, plus nine and 16 minutes, made 15 points, six rebounds. Sis, the block, man. Put this man in the starting lineup, man. We've been calling for it here on the Sports Ethos Grizzlies podcast for a while now, man. Put him in the starting lineup next to Jared. Even though uh, Adams, he only scored three points, but did have 12 rebounds, man. Some fantastic passing. Yeah, one that beautiful pass to Jitty for, for a layup. Uh, but he had three points, 12 rebounds, four assists, and still three blocks uh, on the night. Plus 20, was he plus 22? Uh, I think that's third highest on the team was Bane plus 30. Some big numbers here because anytime you win a game they did tonight, you're going to have a big number. Uh, Jerry Jackson Jr. plus 24. Uh, Steven Downs plus 26, though, second on the team. And I think he played well tonight. Again, he's not giving you a lot offensively, uh, but did some, some great, great passes. And, and I think that's that's been the number one thing that he's done for this team this year. I mean, he, I think he, he's has a career high average. I think he's averaging about four assists a game right now. And you added 12 rebounds and three blocks. If he can do that every night, I think he can. Be, be very valuable to this team, but I, I still think they're, they're better with D.C. at the four and Jaron at the five. I think that would be what they the way they need to go in the starting lineup unless they're going to get bigger guys. But as you said, man, it's so good to see B.C. back and, and doing what he's doing. I think he has his confidence back. And, I mean, I think that's what you want to see. I mean, I think he had kind of got down on himself, playing in, inconsistent minutes, and now that he's been playing a little bit more, you've kind of seen that confidence back, and he looks like B.C. from his rookie year. Yeah, hundred percent, man. It's you know the, the the bounce is back. He had that dunk tonight that was you know me too came he came in and tried to uh, to contest it and he threw it down. Just what about that Dylan dunk, man? You yeah, you oh, did DM yeah. me on there. I was like, man, Dylan's a grown ass man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, that, man. It's nice, man. Drove baseline, man, and, and threw it down. I like to like to see that. Yep, I, I thought he was gonna lay it up, and then when he ended up throwing that thing down, I was like, "Oh!" It looks like he kind of surprised himself. Like I, I don't even yeah. know if he knew when he went up that that's what was gonna happen. Man, they they called timeout. He was fired up, going to the bench. Man, the guys loved it. I I love the energy on this team, man. These guys really root for each other. Uh, but I had I, it was a moment early in the, in the game. Man. I think it was Melton hit a three, and I saw everybody jump up, and John was like about to jump up. He's like, "Oh, remember my knees and stuff." He got up, <laughs> got up gingerly, but he wanted to jump up off the bench, but. Yeah, this yeah. team definitely supports each other, man. You can see the guys from the bench from guy number one all the way down to 15 on the roster. These guys are always fired up about each other. And that's what you want to see because it's not like that everywhere. I mean, I know that's cliche and people think teammates are always support each other. You don't see that with every team. And I believe it's genuine. I think these guys really, really like each other and love playing with each other and want to see each other succeed. Yeah, you know, the the three guys that you mentioned last night that we needed to see step up, and by we obviously out yeah. in the Grizzlies, those are the three guys that done it tonight. And that that's while John Moran is out. Obviously, you need a little bit more from everybody else, but the, the three primary guys have got to be Bain, Dylan, and Jaron. And and that's you know, Jaron said the day of practice allowed them to gather their thoughts and kind of get their head right going into tonight's game. And, and 
you could see that. You could see early on in this game, they came out and, like, just punched them in the mouth right off the bat, 11-0 run to start the game, and really never looked back. You know, the, the Kings tried to claw their way back into it, but the Grizzlies just played well tonight, and that's that's great. A lot, lot of good things defensively. The, the Kings shot the three four, 42 times. They shot I mean, just the three. Kept Lawton, man, just yeah. for 9 of 42 for 21.44%, but they didn't stop shooting them, man, the whole game, man. And Brett Brevin kind of mentioned that on the broadcast. On the broadcast, he was like, why are they still shooting the basketball? But, I mean, they did not stop shooting them. I guess missing Rashawn Holmes, so he's not going to go inside as much. Didn't have a lot on the interior outside of Tristan Thompson. I um, mean, he's more of a, a, a face-up big. So, yeah, I mean, you, it, it, I mean, they kept shooting it. And, and the Grizz were like, man, thank you, man. You're going to keep shooting the three. You're not making it. We'll we'll take it. Uh, but another another big first quarter for Bain. I think Bain had 10 points in the first quarter. That's becoming a trend with this, with this team, man. I mean, he's doing this on a nightly basis, big, big first quarters for him. And I do want to send a shout-out, man. Shout-out to Zaire Williams. I mean, I think one of his better games as a Grizz did not knock down a three, but he had eight points, two rebounds, and assists, four or five from the field, uh, plus 16 to 17 minutes. And what I did like about it is you're, you're starting to see him expand his game a little bit. I, I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this by design, and he's been kind of that corner three-point shooter, but we've seen him doing some more stuff, even shooting threes from the top of the key and even going into paint. And, and you saw a couple times tonight, man, I dunk, I think, at a couple – couple mid-range shots, and that's what you want to see. Uh, you want to see him expand this game. And, uh, again, man, I've said this time and time again, but I'm so happy that this this coaching staff decided from the onset, man, we're going to play him. Um, and, and even when he struggles, we're not going to start off playing him and he's going to struggle. And we decided to take him out of the rotation. They've stuck with their gun, and I think it's paying off. And I, and I think he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And I think we'll definitely see improvement by the end of the season. I think he's going to be much better. That, that he was day one, and that's because he's getting an opportunity to play. I mean, they haven't sent him down to the G League. I mean, you take a guy 10th overall, man, let the guy play, and that's what he's been able to do, and I think we've, we're already seeing dividends. I mean, when when he when, when his shot gets, he gets comfortable knocking those shots down. He's so tall and so long, man, it's going to be dangerous because you can't block a shot. I mean, he gets mm-hmm. up so high on that shot, man, that's what I'm excited about, it. and I think he had a really good game tonight, and I think his confidence is just growing and growing. Yeah, and, and that get you know what's crazy is you get two guys that are near seven foot on the same freaking roster, man. It, it's it's gonna be nuts it, it, if Zaire hits his ceiling, man. I I just I can't even imagine what this team is gonna look like, and that's why, you know, as far as trades, would I like to see them, you know, go out and make a move to get somebody? I, I definitely would not be against that. You know, they've got guys that they can move, but they may have everything that they need on this roster right now as far as, like, the true core of a championship team. It may already be on this roster with the way, you know, Dylan Brooks is averaging a career high. I think, you know, he was uh, just shy of 19 points a game coming into tonight, and he scored 21. So that's going to, you know, bump it up a little bit. But, you know, Dylan's playing well. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Bain, he was 7 for 12, 4 for 7 from 3, you know, the, both of those guys are playing at an extremely high level. And then we're watching Zaire make that ascent of, you know, and obviously we're not having the conversation about him being a star, but going from summer league, looking like a deer in the headlights, lost yeah. his last year's Easter egg to he's being an effective NBA player right now. That's a huge jump. That That's development for him. 
And that's what the Grizzlies, you know, that's what they bet on. That's why they traded up. That's why they got rid of who they got rid of. We're going to leave the names unmentioned tonight. But that that's why they made those moves is so we can see this kid flourish. And, and I'm here for it, man. You guys know I've, I've mentioned on here before. Isaac and I have talked about it. We've done a special on, on draft night. And both of us were upset that this is who they went with because of the other guys on the board. But as soon as they drafted him, I'm supporting him. They don't care. Like, I don't agree with what they're doing. But once they're in Memphis, you know, any kind of past beef or anything like that, it's going to put that you put that Grizzlies jersey on, you're a Grizzly. And that is, I, I want to mention this, and I was going to talk about it last night. We got kind of long winded and ran long. But we, we talk about we, we talked about last season them needing a playing veteran and somebody that would, you know, kind of take on a leadership role and, and call guys out when they're not doing what they need to do. How much of an impact do you think Patrick Beverly would have had on this team with his, you know, because he's not shy. He's not scared to get in your face and be like, hey, man, you're not doing what you need to be doing. Do you think – I think that he would have been a perfect veteran on this team, a guy that can go out there and play and can contribute, and he's not scared to say, hey, you're not doing what you need to do. And that, that's funny because I was thinking about that the other night. I was like, man, it, it would be nice to have, to have kept Patrick Beverly on his team. I think he would have been a perfect veteran, especially now with Ja going down and, and at, at the point guard position. I think he'd be great to have him right now because I, he's definitely a guy that he's – He's that vocal guy. Like, he's going to let the guys know, like, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, he's the, he's the guy that's going to say something about it in the locker room because they don't they just don't have that guy right now. And I, I definitely think he's that guy. And, again, he can still play. I mean, he's not a guy, like you said, a playing veteran. He's not a guy that's just going to be on the bench and not playing much. He's a guy that can still contribute on top of that. So I, I think it would have been really smart for them to keep him on the team. They decided to go a different direction. But I, I wouldn't mind having Patrick Beverly out there at all. I mean, sometimes he – gets a little crazy and does some things that he shouldn't, but he's a dog. I mean, he's always going to go out there and give you 110%. And, again, you just – people have always said it, man. You need that kind of wild guy. Like, during the core four area, Grizzlies had Tony Allen. You can even go back to the Bulls with guys like Dennis Rodman. Uh, on, on really good teams, you usually have a guy like that. And this is a young team, and they don't really have that guy. So, again, yeah, I think it would have been really good, especially now with what John going down, to have that type of guy out there on the floor. I think it, it, it would be a big help to this team. Yeah, yeah, man, completely agree. I, I, you know, because of the history with the Clippers and Pat Bev and all of that, like I, I get, you know, a lot of fans didn't really when they made that trade. You saw a lot of people scoffing at, yeah, it. just like Stephen Adams. Yeah, and and I get it. I understand. You know, like he was never going to be one of my favorite players, but I, I respect what he does. Not you know on a night in night out basis, and so I, I just think that that. You know, if you could put your finger on one thing that the Grizzlies are missing right now, that would be it. They they don't have – Ja is a great leader. He's a great vocal leader. But I don't know how much and, – and I could be completely wrong on this. I'm not close enough to the team at this point to be able to tell you if Ja is, you know, pulling people aside and saying, hey, you know, this is – I've seen him, you know, go up to Zaire and say – Yeah, coach, yeah, you do but, see that. You know, I don't know what – so somebody like Dylan, if Dylan, you know, comes down the floor and he's tunnel vision and he's making bonehead play after bonehead play, is Ja going to get on Dylan like that? 
Yeah, that, I think yeah. I, I was gonna say I think Josh more of a guy that leads by example, and he'll help you as far as things on the floor. But when it comes to stuff like that, like police in the locker room and things like that, I, and it's not a knock on John at all. I just don't think that's his personality. I don't think he's gonna be a force in the locker room when guys are getting wild or anything. I think he'll help you like, oh well, you should have taken that shot or whatever. There's some stuff like that, but as far as coaching guys on the floor, I think he's definitely that, and I think we've seen that. I've seen him pull. Zaire to the side a lot. I've seen them talking to guys on the bench, especially a lot of young guys. Like you'll see, like in garbage time when he's on a bench and they call a timeout, you'll see him pulling guys to the side. I've seen him do that a lot, but I, I don't think he's that guy. And I, I think you have to have some of those guys, and I, and I think they will. I think as this evolves, they understand that you got to have some older guys on the team. I mean, you can't have just a team full of young guys. You just don't see teams like that have significant success. Uh, but Right now, they, they they don't have that guy. I think Dylan is probably the closest to that. We kind of talk about Dylan is sometimes the guy that could get wild and might need to get talking to. So that, that's kind of funny there. But I think he's probably the closest guy that we have to that on the team. But the guy that's going to be vocal and tell guys that they're not not doing what they need to do. And, and so I think he's probably the closest to that. And he's got a veteran on this team. I mean, he's the guy that's longest tenured guy on this team. It's crazy to say that. Uh, but he's kind of the only one that's been around for this whole thing. So he was here, here a year before the other guys. So I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Again, I, I could, I could definitely see a role for Pat Beverly on this team, but again, they decided to go a different direction. I understand. Cause again, I mean, I, they're, they're trying to get rid of that. And I have guys that basically are not going to be a part of the future. And if you could get something for those guys, that that's what they, that's what they do. And, that, and that's kind of what happened there. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, I don't fault them for, for moving him at all i would just i was just thinking yeah, about it the it. other day and i'm like you know that that's kind of what they need right now and that you know that's somebody that was on the roster and could have very well filled that role but you know it, it is what it is i am i'm more than happy with where this team is right now you know obviously i would love love it even more if ja was healthy but it, it's it's just the growing pains of a young team and you know I'm not going to sit here and act like I won't ever get frustrated at them, you know, when they're coming in and they're, they're checked out, like they, they show up to a game and they get yeah. hammered. And we, we've seen that several, mm-hmm. several times this year. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, they're still in a good spot. I mean, they're uh, tied with their, their three teams tied at 10, 10 and 10, uh, Portland, uh, the Grizzlies and Minnesota, all 10 and 10 from six through eight. And I mean, they're only a couple games out of four. I mean, two games behind uh, four place Dallas, um, and they are like, three games behind third place Utah. So, I mean, they're in a good spot. I mean, it's not like they're like falling out of race or anything. I mean, it's going to get tough without dropping a couple of weeks, but I mean, so far, so good. You got one game. I know it's against uh, a, a, a Sacramento team that was missing a few of their guys, but still, I mean, you beat them by 27 points. Not like you squeak one out. So it looks like this team is going to be able to put it together and still won some games. Hopefully it's not a total disaster. As long as they can stay afloat in that, Six, seven, eight, nine, ten range, and don't drop any lower than that. I think they're in good shape. Yeah, yep. They uh, last season when Ja Ja went down, everybody kind of stepped up, and they were able to win a few games in there. So you know, maybe if it, it if it is just a three weeks thing, you know, he's out just three weeks, they can hold it together. They've got some winnable games coming up, even without Ja. You know, you you just hope to see that they they can put it. They're, they're playing OKC Thursday of next week. Yeah, at home. Um, you know, and then you got like a you got a tough run of Miami and Dallas twice, and then the Lakers, 
and then you play the Rockets at home, and then you're into that third week, and you got the Blazers and the Kings. They're both on the road. But, you know, I, I don't think that any of those games, there's not one of them in particular. You know, the Lakers no. are, have not really been playing all that well. So to say that that game is not winnable would be asinine because that team is not doing what everybody expected that team to do. With especially, I was going to say, okay, yeah, I'm sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, especially with this Grizzlies team. I mean, you just never know. I mean, what they're going to do from night to night. They always do the un- un- unthinkable. Like, whatever you think they're going to do, you're like, oh, well, man. It's going to be a tough night, just like that Utah game. I was like, man, they're, I, I'm not giving them much chance of this one, man. I'm worried about this one. This is going to get ugly. And they go out and win the game. And then they come home and lose the game to Toronto, a game where they looked really good in the first half and, and, and didn't look good in the second half. You just never know uh, with this team. Because, I mean, even with Ja, I don't think anybody thought we were going to see what we saw tonight. I thought they, I would have picked them to win tonight, but I definitely didn't think it would be this way. I didn't think they scored 128 points. I didn't think they'd be up by – 35 in a game without John Morant, you lose a guy averaging 25 points a game, and sometimes even struggling to score with him. You don't think they're going to come out and put out 128 points and look what they did tonight. So I'm never going to say that they can't win a game. I mean, they might go up to Toronto and get that victory on Tuesday night. Wouldn't surprise me. It's going to be tough, but it wouldn't surprise me with kind of what we've seen the Jekyll and Hyde with this team. And so as long as they can can stay afloat, man, and when if, if they can go 500 uh, through the three weeks without job, whatever it is, I, I think they'd be in, in really good shape if they could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, the, the key to that Toronto game is no different than what it was the first time around, except you're missing your, your best player is you've got to play a full 48 minutes. And I, you know, they know that. And Dylan mentioned it after the, the last Toronto game, this locker room knows they're going to have to play a full 48 against that team, whether they're able to pull it off or not, you know, we'll see. But that that's definitely again. Th- there's not a a matchup coming up where it's like okay, guaranteed loss, because none of the teams that they're they're going up against are just steamrolling right now. There, there's nobody in the next few weeks that's just on a tear. So that that may change between now and the time that they match up against some of these guys. But you know, I, I'm confident that even without Ja, that they can you know put this together and and they've got to play like they did tonight. And obviously, you're not going to blow everybody out by 27 points, but you got to put it together. You got to play hard, and everybody's got to step up for them to take care of business while Jaw is healing. Yeah, man. Just looking down the team stats, man. Grizzlies got a lot of shots up tonight 50 of 104. Uh, get 140 shots up for 48.1%. Sacramento, 33 of 97 for uh, 34%. Uh, Grizzlies, 13 of 39 from three for 33.3%. Uh, we talked about that Sacramento number nine of 42. Uh, kept shooting them, even though they weren't going down. And Grizzly will take that 21.4%. A lot of free throws uh, for Sacramento, uh, 26 of 37. Uh, they got 37 free throw attempts uh, for, for 70.3%. Grizzly's 15 and 20 for 75%. So Sacramento plus 11 on makes and plus 17 in attempts. So that's plus 11 in points. And the Grizzly still won the game by 27. Uh, so that kind of lets you know who the Grizzlies were really putting it on them offensively. Uh, rebounds, Grizzlies' big number here is 68, uh, 14 offensive rebounds to 49 offensive rebounds, 49 total rebounds for Sacramento, Sacramento 12 offensive. So the Grizzlies win uh, the battle of the boards by 19. Um, assists, 30. Uh, second game of the season, the Grizzlies have had 30 or more assists, uh, only 17 for Sacramento. Uh, what else we got here? Block party for the Grizzlies, 11 blocks uh, to eight for Sacramento. Big work in the paint for the Grizzlies tonight, 72 points there. Sacramento 36, so doubling them up in points on the paint. I mean, just a really, really good night. 
fishing for the Grizzlies team just all around, man. Great, great team basketball, passing the ball around um, and getting good looks, man. We're able to knock them down tonight. You know, I think the, the biggest thing that the Kings miss from Rashawn Holmes is rim protection, man. You know, he's out, and, and Tristan Thompson, they started Alex Lynn at the center, and he only played 637 because he was struggling. Um, you know, Tristan Thompson ended up playing almost 23 minutes in this game because he's really, you know, outside of uh, uh, Rashawn Holmes. He, he's the only guy that has any type of rim protection. It's not that he's great at it, but he just got the size yeah. and, and, you know, and the knowledge to be there. So, you know. Is what it is. Good win for the Grizzlies. Glad that they were able to pull this one off. It was, you know, we, we were hoping for a win. Definitely did not expect this, but we will take it. Man, I don't really have anything else on this game. We, we had a long one last night, so I'm fine with cutting this one off right here. You got anything else before we go? Yeah, I was going to say real quick, man, it was a, a fan that got actually got ejected uh, from, from the game. And uh, from I think it was Drew Hill that reported that the guy was, like, making fun of the Kardashians. I think Tristan Thompson – could call the referee and had the guy thrown out. I think that's what happened. I know a lot of fans and people were asking me that I know what was going on there. I think that's from from the reports that that's what happened there. So that's kind of kind of what happened, man. Um, we kind of started. We saw LeBron get a fan thrown out up in Indiana the other night. So seen, seen a lot of that going around the NBA over the last uh, I'm last few weeks. One hundred percent here for that stuff. There are certain yeah. lines when you can trash. Yeah, talk, talk about players, a guy's family. Yeah, yeah. Like you can trash talk players. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Like you know, I'll I'll boo and and stuff like that. But I I I will not say anything out of line. You yeah, know, the personal it, stuff is that's that's a line too far, man. You, you just know, can't cross that. One. If they're they're you know missing free throws or like you know. Kevin Love looks like he's 187 years old out there on the floor, just <laughs> decrepit. And you know, I'm, I'm like, you're washed, Kevin. Just go yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that guy still in the league. Like that play last year where he like, I can't remember. Just walked out like that, like just walked off, walked away. They were like handing the ball. He just like left the ball. I mean, I don't, I don't know how that guy still in the league. Every time I watch him, I'm like, why is somebody still paying this guy? Like I don't, I don't understand. Like sign, sign that contract, man. You're just <laughs> collecting that paycheck, brother. Man, that's it. But th- Collect th- the check, are, man. There are certain things that you should not say, and I would love to think that a lot, you know, like NBA fans are aware of that. But more and more so, we're seeing that they're not. And so, you know, if you're one of those fans that's saying crazy stuff, keep it clean, man. Do better. Just like that. There's nothing do better that that that's all it is you know you don't like the the, the people in utah the crap that they were saying and all that like no nah, yeah man, they, they deserve unacceptable man 100 and and if you're the type of person that you're defending that them with what they said oh well he he needs to just toughen up he needs to be mentally tough f out of here <laughs> like get get out of here bro that that's that's trash and you know it so we'll wrap it up we, we got to give a shout-out to our partners here at HootBall, mybookie.ag, the best online sportsbook out there before we go. I didn't throw in a promo last night. We were just chugging along. Hey, man, so, sports so, ethos, sports yeah. ethos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got look, you, man. Hey, keep me in line, man. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm still learning, bro. I'm still learning. It's tough. You know, for three years, three seasons, it's been HootBall yeah. for me. So um, the promo code for mybookie.ag right now is still HootBall. You go over there and you sign up. You let them know that we sent you. They will match your initial deposit 50% up to $1,000. And listen, man, they just had a Black Friday special with lock wins. They had a risk-free bet on the Cowboys-Raiders game. 
You could bet up to 250 bucks. It's not doing you any good right now because you can't go back and bet on that game. But if you lost the bet, no big deal. You get $250 credit. You have to put that in play again. If you won the bet, then boom, you're up 250 bucks. So if you took the Raiders in the point, you won the bet and it is what it is. You know, you, you just stack that money, but they always run, they, they run odds boost all the time. They ran the black Friday specials, had a ton of them for the, the football games this weekend. And they will do that. If you are disciplined and you only play the odds boost, you go over there, you let them know again, the promo code is hootball. We are sports ethos now. We're working on getting that change. As soon as that happens, we will let you know. But mybookie.ag is the site, best online sports book out there, more lines and better odds for the players. It's simple. You bet, you win, you get paid, and help us out by doing it. You can get the show on Twitter at Ethos Grizzlies. I'm at DWill2111. Isaac, get us out of here, man. Yeah, man. You would, would use the Cowboys Raiders games, man. That's still bad memories from that, man. I'm trying to hey, put that man. one put that like, one out of my mind, man. We're moving on to next week, Thursday night. We're taking on the Saints, man. We're gonna Cowboys are gonna be back, man. So bet on the Cowboys on that one. But uh, I, I yeah. promise you it, it wasn't a cheap <laughs> shot on that one. I promise you it was not. Sure. That's just where the bet was. <laughs> but, man, sure, man. But you can you can find me on Twitter at Isaac underscore rivals. I S A A C underscore rivals. Get with you. be back on the hardwood going for the border on we match with the Toronto Raptors. Hope we get a different result this time. So we'll be back tonight for Hope Day. Until then, 